0: Tell me you're interested, ask the questions. I am so excited to answer them and to get to know you and see if this is a fit for you. Welcome to the best year of your life in 2022. And I'm telling you right now, the iconic experience is going to be like the rocket that's going to take you to the whole new level, the one that you've been asking for.
1: Getting home and just sitting in the chair and kind of sitting there. And I will say that that's kind of when the emotional roller coaster started was that moment of, okay, now what? Now what do I do? I'd never not had anything. I remember sitting here at home thinking, okay, I can start to update my resume and I can do all the things and I can start again with corporate. I had a ton of experience. I had a ton of skills. I knew that I was desirable in that environment and in that industry. And I had a lot to offer and I was confident, but I also knew I didn't want to go back to that. I didn't want to go back to the hamster wheel. I didn't want to go back to feeling the way I was feeling. At that point, made the decision that I was jumping in with both feet. Never again was I gonna get that opportunity. So I went for it. Welcome to the Becoming Iconic Podcast.
0: I am your host, Jen Spiegel. I am a life business and brand stylist. And after years of helping thousands of female entrepreneurs grow successful businesses and lives, I was called to bring these delicious conversations forward for those of you who are ready to build, expand, and actually enjoy all the desires of your heart. I'm so confident that this podcast will support you as you start to elevate and pursue the highest version of yourself. Thank you for being here. Sink in and enjoy. Hey, icons. Welcome to today's podcast with another special guest. I feel like I just keep up-leveling the guests these days. And this is a fast friend, Stephanie Johnson, who was a burnt out corporate executive turned into entrepreneur. And she's now a joy coach and desire map facilitator doing all sorts of really cool things because she has stepped into her calling and her purpose And to watch it unfold and unravel into the world has just been an absolute delight. Stephanie and I have been working together for just over a year now, I believe, and it has been one of the most beautiful partnerships. Stephanie is someone who really cares deeply about others. And so I'm really looking forward to all of you tuning into this conversation because I think you're going to feel her heart, her compassion, her grace, and her purpose So welcome to the podcast, my beautiful friend, Stephanie.
1: Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. This is such an honor and what a beautiful intro. Thank you. (laughs) You're welcome.
0: So I would love to assume that there are some people listening to this podcast today who are definitely burnt out in their corporate jobs. We have just gone through a year where I think that's almost inevitable to a certain extent. There's probably some beautiful blessings that have happened for corporate careers as well, being able to work from home and having a home office. But I also know that that's probably led into some just new navigation of how to parent and have kids home and work your corporate job. So I'm sure some of the stresses that already were there have been heightened. And so I would love to speak to her today, the corporate executive who is feeling so stretched, so stressed, so burnt out in her job. That was you a while ago. Maybe you could talk to her and share with her your story and what it felt like for you.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I would oh, I would just love to hug her. <laughs> I would love to reach my arms around her and just hug her. I was in corporate retail for... 25 years, I think it was. Retail was one of those things that I started in high school and you know continued through university. And I fell in love with it. I loved the energy of it. I loved the experience of it. I loved clothing. So that all for me totally made sense. And it was a role and a, an industry that I continued to excel at. So I grew and I moved up in positions and suddenly, I don't even think without realizing, I was climbing the corporate ladder. I was always striving for next. I was always looking for the next position. I was not necessarily ever satisfied with where I was. I don't think I ever took time to enjoy, here's a promotion, here's the new pay, enjoy the moment. It just, it was, okay, I've achieved that check. Let's move on to the next. Years of doing that, I was traveling in my last role in corporate, I was traveling. So I was away from home three weeks of the month on average. Was traveling across North America, so I was frequently, you know, flying to Vancouver or Calgary or San Francisco, and I was seeing beautiful, amazing places and working with incredible people, and I loved it. But I was away from home; I wasn't in charge of my calendar, and I was burnt out. I was exhausted. In 2018, my health really took a turn. I was diagnosed with cancer, and that for me was the eye opener. That was literally—I mean, people talk about you know getting hit by a brick. I was hit by a Mack truck, and it really was that moment where I sat back and thought, okay, I need to figure out what I need to do differently in my life. And that kind of started me on this journey. It wasn't an overnight thing for me. It definitely took time, but it started me on this journey towards health, towards figuring out what I really wanted and what really made me happy. That was kind of how it started. Most recently in 2020, my corporate role was eliminated. So I walked into the office one morning and was promptly called into a boardroom and was told that my position was eliminated. And that was the end of it. I walked out of there and it's such a strange feeling because part of me was like, I should be crying. I should be hysterical. (laughs) All of the things that I had worked for. And I just felt like a weight had been lifted off my shoulders. I remember calling my mom and calling my husband and just saying, you know, my cell phone's going to get cut off because it's a corporate phone. I'm fine. I'm on my way home and I feel like a million dollars. It was such an incredible feeling and I really wanted to sort of sink into that. From there, just took some time to figure out what I wanted to do next. Sometimes things happen
0: for us in the most bizarre ways and for someone to be laid off, especially 2020 was this pre-COVID or during COVID?
1: So my role was eliminated pre-COVID. Come to find out seven months later, everyone at the level in my organization's roles were eliminated because of COVID. So had it not happened in January, it would have happened six Mm. months later. Okay. So let's maybe backpedal
0: for a second. Don't want to dwell Mm -hmm. in the C word because we are not welcoming that into our conversation or our world's. But yet I have this question I feel like I want to ask if it's okay with you and just ask you, do you feel like there was a
1: parallel between getting sick and the burnout in your job? 100%. Absolutely. I had ignored my health. You know, I worked out, but it wasn't like every day. I sort of ate right. I was starting to dabble in essential oils and more natural solutions at that point in my life, but I wasn't committed to them. I didn't have the Discipline around some of those healthy habits. You know, I was suffering from jet lag. I wasn't dealing with my stress at work. Literally within a week of my diagnosis, I had been interviewing for the next level role, which I fully believed I was prepared for. I was ready. I had worked my whole career for this and I didn't get it. And they went with somebody else. A week later, I was diagnosed with cancer. So things happen for a reason, absolutely, but there is an absolute parallel. Mm -hmm. I just know
0: how deeply connected I am to my body in times of extreme stress where I just can't help but acknowledge that my body is not feeling well. Things are not working and functioning the way they optimally should. And the same thing happens when I'm really leaning into my health. I'm very in tune and really noticing the shift and how I'm feeling and just little tiny adjustments. I feel like my body has the space to make because I'm sleeping well, caring for myself. So I wondered if you felt that way. And again, don't want to label it that, but at the same time, recognizing that stress and burnout for a long period of time can definitely start
1: breaking down the body. Absolutely. Yeah. I think it was, you know, exhaustion, not managing stress, all of those things. And it just, it built up and I ignored it because I was that corporate employee who a recovering people pleaser. I had no boundaries. I will say it. I had no boundaries when it came to my corporate life. So if the phone rang at nine o'clock at night, or if the phone rang at six o'clock in the morning, I answered it. I was on email I got on planes at six o'clock at night on a Sunday night to make sure that I got to work in Vancouver on time on a Monday morning versus spending Sunday night with my family and getting on a plane on Monday morning. So Mm. yeah, all of that is connected. So what was your family like when you were in that state of burnout? Were you
0: connected to your husband? I know you have two boys. What was that like at home?
1: I think that it was really challenging. My husband is incredible. I never could have done the career that I did in corporate without him. He got our kids ready for school every morning and he did all of the things. I mean, I literally was away most weeks from Monday through Friday. He was that single parent throughout the week. I was the parent on FaceTime and over cell phone and text because we have teenagers and that's how they communicate. You know, it was really difficult. I think, really, for all of us, sort of that diagnosis around I have cancer was a big one. And we actually didn't initially even share that diagnosis with the boys or with anybody outside our immediate circle until well after I had gone through treatments. Why did you make that decision? I'm curious. It felt right for it just to be us in that moment. I wasn't open at that point to hearing what other people thought I should do for treatments or what actions I should be taking or why this happened to me. I really needed to figure that out for myself. I was on a journey of self-discovery and he and I went through that together.
0: That's beautiful. I think that was just an important point that you made because maybe for someone, it's not a disease or an illness. Maybe it is a transformation in their life or a shift or a pivot. And I really appreciate that you thought, you know what? I'm going to discern my decisions for myself without welcoming in opinions because a lot of people, that's their way of feeling like they're helping, right? Oh, you should try this. I really believe of just loving on us and, tr- and being supportive. But yet there's something really powerful about saying, you know what? These decisions are going to be my decisions, what feel right for me without the distraction of others. Very wise.
1: Thank you. Yeah, it was important to us. Absolutely. So you were
0: let go of your job and you felt like a million bucks. Tell me about (laughs) that car ride home. Did you have the music blaring or did you have an emotional roller coaster? What
1: was that like as you drove home? It was an hour commute. I remember it so clearly. It was January. So, in Canada, in January, it should have been gray and cloudy and cold. The sun was shining. I literally had the sunroof open on my car. I was driving on the highway. I remember making like three phone calls to say, my cell phone's going to get cut off. I'm fine. And turning the music on and just driving. Like, it just felt so good getting home and just sitting in the chair and kind of sitting there. And I will say that that's kind of when the emotional roller coaster started was that moment of okay now what now what do i do i'd never not had anything so to really be at that place where i was like okay what am i going to do next that was really where the roller coaster started but that initial drive home was one of the best i've had <laughs>
0: <laughs> how did you make that decision i mean you've walked into uh, entrepreneurship was that
1: a natural decision for you or did that sort of fall in your lap how did that come about yeah so it's interesting in 2018, when all of this was happening in my life, I was using essential oils, I was falling in love with them. And really, as I started to go through my health journey, I knew that natural solutions would be something that I would want to turn to, to support my body as I was going to heal. So I started to learn more, I started to research, I became really involved, and I became really engaged in the community that supports the essential oils and that oils community that I was so welcomed and invited into, I just fell in love with it. They were inspiring women and they were just making decisions for themselves. And it was just everything I was desiring and needing at that time. Through that made the decision that I was going to start to share the oils with other people. I would say I was a closet oiler. I literally, if I heard you say you had a headache, I'd offer you peppermint, but I never really said to anybody like, Hey, I'm selling essential oils. Like it just, that wasn't natural for me at that time. So I did that for almost a year and a half, just like casual sharing them and making recommendations. And then two weeks before I was let go from my corporate job, I attended an event with the oils company that I'm with. That event totally changed my mind. I was so inspired and engaged. You know, I remember walking away from it and saying to the woman that I was with, I will do this as a business. This will be a business. I'm going to go home. I'm going to figure out over the next three years, how do I transition out of corporate and make this a business? And that was kind of my goal. Well, two weeks later... (laughs) that goal was sitting on my table. I remember sitting here at home thinking, okay, I can start to update my resume and I can do all the things and I can start again with corporate. I had a ton of experience. I had a ton of skills. I knew that I was desirable in that environment and in that industry. And I had a lot to offer and I was confident, but I also knew I didn't want to go back to that. I didn't want to go back to the hamster wheel. I didn't want to go back to feeling the way I was feeling. At that point, made the decision that I was jumping in with both feet. Never again was I going to get that opportunity. So I went for it.
0: I feel like you have had a lot of nudges and what I like to call God winks along the way. It feels like the circumstances just happened very organically for you. I'm sure there's more to the story. I mean, being in your shoes. I'm sure it didn't feel that way during the moment. But yet when you retell the story, it's so obvious to me that you are highly cared for. I mean, we all are, but you are in tune with that to see all these little pieces that fell into place for you at the right time, the right place is just a beautiful thing to celebrate. It's been really amazing. I bet it has. It should feel really good. So you're doing a network marketing business, and that's going, and I want to just sort of dive into the deep end of where you're really being called right now. That aligns beautifully with your other business is joy coaching and desire map facilitation, which I just have to be honest, is so up your alley. I can't think of a better person to teach about joy. Interesting listening to your story too. I realize in myself, and my story, that sometimes when we have moments of hurdles, obstacles, life, in the moments it can feel like, why me? But I look at your story and I hear your story and I go, oh, this was all to prepare you for this moment to become this passionate leader, someone who cares and has empathy, and that's just who you show up as. I would love to start by you sharing with us, what would
1: you say around joy? What is it? So what is joy? So oftentimes people will use joy and happiness interchangeably. And I actually feel that they are not interchangeable. I believe they're two separate things. And for me, joy is a choice and it's a mindset. Happiness is oftentimes associated with external, right? We seek happiness from others or through events, whereas joy really comes from inside. It's a decision and it's a connection to self. Ooh, that is good. So joy is a choice.
0: I agree. I wonder how many people are like, what? I'm in this horrible time in my life. I'm not choosing this. How do I choose joy when I'm feeling so stuck or stressed or sad or angry even? How do they go from that type of emotion and choose joy? What would be the steps they
1: could take? So I think one of the things that has helped me along this journey to really pursue joy is there are pillars. I don't believe they're necessarily the exact same for everybody, but there are five pillars that I tend to speak on. The first one is connection. So that idea of connection or community I think when we are pursuing joy, it is so important. And I mean, this past year, there's no better example of a need for connection and community when we've been in lockdown and all the other things, right? How we find community and how we find connection. So connection is a big one. Gratitude. Gratitude is so important, right? If you can, even in the toughest of times, sit down and think of three things that you are grateful for, it just anchors you into that gratitude and you just feel a shift. You can absolutely feel a shift. The third one is generosity. It's almost getting out of your own head and doing something for somebody else. So I am an advocate for volunteering and promote giving back within the community. It doesn't have to be about you know money, it's time, it's resources, but giving to somebody else and seeing that result of what you're giving can be so uplifting. That can be a, a beautiful way to attract more joy in. And then finally, health. When we feel good physically, we will feel better emotionally, psychologically. There's proven facts on that one. And then finally, faith. I think it really is about getting deep into your faith and in that pursuit of faith. It's that belief, whether it is God, source, the universe, however you choose to identify with it, but it is that just true deep knowing that will attract that joy.
0: Oh, those five pillars are juicy and good and relevant and perfect for choosing joy. Especially I lean into the generosity piece. I know for myself when I've been in leadership or in times where I have felt maybe not the best, right? Where I'm second guessing myself. Maybe I even have someone in my life where I'm working through a difficult relationship. The only way I know how to adjust that has been to give the very thing I am desiring more of in my life. So if I was desiring more love and acceptance, I would give more love and acceptance to others. If I was desiring more friendship, I would be a better friend. And naturally what happened for me is it would come back tenfold. So it's been just my sort of lean into every single time I have felt an emotion
1: or circumstance that I care to move through quickly. It's such a beautiful practice. That's why, you know, when we talk about generosity or we talk about giving back, I always encourage people, get out in your community and give back in your community because you can see the impact of what you're doing and how you're raising up somebody else. And the second you're raising up somebody else, you're raising yourself.
0: Oh, so good. And you do volunteer. I know that's something when we have our calls together. As soon as you're done, you go and volunteer. And I just want to thank you on behalf of the community and fempreneurs, because that is a beautiful example. And I know every time you tell me that, it tugs at me a little bit to do more. You know, it kind of makes me look in the mirror and go, what are you doing, Jen, to show up? And giving time is such a beautiful way to be generous. I think so often, especially entrepreneurs, fresh entrepreneurs out of the gate like, I don't have the income right now. I want to, but I don't have the income. And there are times in life where I think that is a true statement, not a lot. I often think like just a dollar, $10 can make a difference. But if that really feels true to themselves, what could you do in terms of time? And when they see what happens, the ripple effect of that, that joy just comes running on in. It encompasses your heart your heart just has a big smile on it. So I love that you're sharing that and teaching that. Thank you. So let's dive into the desire map too, because this is a beautiful piece that you've just added to your coaching business that I think is a really nice extension. So to me, it's just a beautiful flow. Like when I think about entrepreneurs out there coming into your space and really learning how to pursue joy and and make that choice and put in these habits and pillars into their lives, I feel like that's the preparation into really then digging into these feelings, these emotions that you wish to have day in and day out. I know you have jumped into this and I'm so excited for the world to open up so you can start hosting some retreats, but maybe tell us a little bit about desire mapping if people have never heard of this before.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So you're right. It is new to me and I'm so excited. It is one of these things that I immediately connected with as soon as I was exposed to it. It just felt so right. The foundation of desire mapping is really to get to your core desired feelings, it's really digging deep into your feelings and then below that to understand what is it that you desire in your life. And it's not about possessions. It's not about things. It's not about experiences, but it's about the feelings that those things might create. And what it allows is for you to be super intentional about your decisions. What I share is that once you've identified what those core desired feelings are for you, you can really look at almost every decision and say no or heck yes. And it can really be that clear because if it's not feeling your core desired feelings, then it's a no. It's a no. There's always going to be things that you have to do, right? That we have to do in our business, but it will allow you to really focus in and be intentional on how you spend your time. And also with your relationships, I think there is such significant wins here when you're really leaning into your core desired feelings and identifying how that's going to support your relationships, not only with your family, but with yourself. Oh, I
0: love it. I love it because that is a part of my value system. My belief system is that ultimately our vision, our why for anything we do, it can be a picture. So for example, when I think of my future self, I see her so vividly. I've done a meditation where I visited her and it was so crystal clear. I'll never forget it. I mean, it was just, it was literally like a real moment it wasn't a mansion. It wasn't a fancy car. And as a matter of fact, it wasn't even clothing, which is a shocker for me because I love clothes. (laughs) I was actually on the beach with this white linen button-up cover-up and kicking around sand and laughing and playing. And she was so free. That was an interesting thing for me to recognize. I had claimed freedom, so I want freedom, freedom of choice, freedom of time, freedom of money. I had said those things, but I don't think I attached the feeling of what exactly is freedom for me? What does that feel like? Is freedom sitting back and doing nothing? Because for some people, maybe that is like they define it as I don't have to be anywhere or see anybody or do anything. I literally can just navigate a day without any contemplation for anybody else. That's not (laughs) how I would define it. Freedom to me is adventure and choice and experiences. And this zest for life, this feeling of excitement, joy comes to mind, just exuding love and experiences with other people. So that was a really beautiful experience for me because I had never really wrapped my mind or contemplated on the word freedom and what
1: that actually meant. Absolutely. And I think what is incredible about going through this Desire Map experience is that that level of clairvoyance, that level of clear vision that you had in that experience may not come naturally to all. That was certainly my experience. You know, I would sit in meditation and just want all the vision. I wanted to see her. I wanted all the things. And it was almost like I wanted it so much that I wasn't getting it. For me, it was when I learned to really tap into the feeling that I wanted. What are my core desired feelings? For me, it's dynamic, brave, brave, playful and inspired. Those are the four core desired feelings for me. And so once I identified that, then it was more about the feeling, as you're saying, what am I searching for? It's this feeling. I want to feel brave. I want to feel playful. I want to feel inspired. I want to feel dynamic. Mm. You know, it wasn't about, you know, where I was or what I look like. It was about the feeling. Mm.
0: And, you know, as I'm maturing (laughs) in life, the Mm -hmm. other thing I realized is The pursuit of things alone will never really carry you because here's what I know to be true for myself. You can buy a designer bag. I have some. I remember crying my first bag. I mean, I waited years and I could afford the bag 10 years earlier, but there was something about it for me. I had this real resistance to purchasing one. And I finally purchased one with the, um, I have to give my husband a shout out because he was really the one that said, do it for yourself. You've been talking about this for 10 years. I did it. I remember really being very emotional because I felt so blessed to be able to walk into a store and I'd studied fashion. And so for me, there was a whole Other level to this of just being so honored to carry a bag of someone who works so hard to build a brand like that. But I'll tell you, the bag after a couple of weeks is a bag. And then it's like, what's the next one? So then it's this, what's the next one? What am I going to get next? It's next, next, next. The same with money. I mean, I love welcoming in wealth, I love welcoming in abundance. It is absolutely a part of our birthright. However, I don't see anybody on the face of this earth who finally gets to a point and goes, that's it. I make enough money. I'm good. You know, I'm done for now. It's always about what's the next thing. A seven-figure earner going to eight figures, then the eight-figure earner opening multiple other businesses. There's always this pursuit of more where a feeling just gets to be. You just get to be in that feeling. There's not a next It's literally the intention of feeling joy every day. And so you become disattached to some of these things in our lives that we have put a label on as success. The bag is a beautiful thing to have, but it does not define
1: you as successful.
0: Mm. Yeah,
1: absolutely. When I think back to my corporate career, it was that pursuit. It was the pursuit of the next level, the pursuit of the next job, the pursuit of the next award or recognition. There are so many incredible leaders out there that if they were tapping into their core desired feelings, they would attract all of that success in. I would have attracted all of that success in and probably would have done it without the burnout. (laughs) It's just such a beautiful approach to how you live your life and how you make decisions.
0: You're right. And the beautiful thing too that I'm hearing is you will never become complacent in that either. Maybe in a title, a job title, you can become complacent. Maybe with a particular business, you know, if it's six figures or seven figures, that feels really good. So you almost become complacent in that. And so you should. I mean, I get that it would feel good, but yet an emotion or a feeling, how could you ever get complacent with bravery or joy it would just be nearly impossible because the only thing i can imagine it feeling like or similar to would be just the sheer celebration of that you're feeling that feeling and then the desire to pursue that the next day and the next day and get really curious around the things that maybe pull you away from that feeling does this like you said is this a yes or a no and maybe it's time that i shift and tweak things in my life
1: it is such a great point and i think what it would encourage is almost a moment of self-reflection that if you're not in that moment of your core desired feelings, what do you own of it? You know, I can look back on my corporate experience and there was a lot of the blame game and, you know, it wasn't my fault. And I was, you know, in these situations and I was feeling the most low. And now I can sit back and say, I had a choice in that moment. And if I had chosen differently, if I had pursued these core desired feelings, the relationships would have been better. The experience would have been better. There's so many ways that this experience through the desire map can impact people's lives.
0: I am just so grateful you're facilitating this and bringing this forward, especially for entrepreneurs, because I think this is a massive shift that once you recognize and once you cast a vision for yourself around how you feel and of course there's going to be other things. I mean, we all love yep. a good life and that's gets to be our actuality, but I really appreciate that you're teaching these entrepreneurs that not to chase the thing. I see it online so much. It's exhausting as a matter of fact, especially the younger generation showing off a car or their bag or their trip. And again, it's not to take away from that. That is a gorgeous, wonderful, beautiful celebration, like high five, amazing. But that's not the full picture. That's not the it. The it is who you're becoming. The it is who you're impacting. The it is your leadership. And how many people are you helping and guiding and leading and I think sometimes we get stuck in the hype of what we see online and start to define our success by that. The more luxe, the more successful. Being an entrepreneur for a very long time and working with very successful entrepreneurs, I feel really called to say this to you, friends. A lot of people who live the luxe lifestyle don't always have a luxe bank account. Because they're living to show and prove their success versus just allowing it to be. I think this gives some permission to entrepreneurs to maybe have that sink in a little bit and start really
1: looking in the mirror versus what can we show to the outside world to validate? Yeah, so beautiful. You know, for entrepreneurs, that pursuit of your core desired feelings can almost help to provide direction as well. When you're in those moments of growing your business, I know I certainly am. I'm in the thick of it and have been, you know, over the last year of, you know, really navigating and figuring out how to grow this business, how to expand what I wanna be, what I wanna do. And now with core desired feelings, it's really clear. The how or the what may not be, but how I wanna feel is so clear. And that helps to guide my intentions every single day now. So good. It's a standard. You're setting a standard
0: of excellence in your life. That standard of excellence is something that you really get to tune into and ground yourself in every single day. It's so good. So, Steph, where can these people find you to learn more about joy and desire map and all
1: the things? Where could they go? Yeah, absolutely. So I have a website, s as in Stephanie Johnstonr.com. And then my favorite place is Instagram. I love it over on Instagram. And I'm at S JohnstonR on Instagram.
0: Beautiful. So how are you going to be iconic today?
1: I am going to be iconic by standing up in my joy. I am attracting it and I am showing it to the world. I think there are so many women out there who are seeking something and learning how to attract that joy is going to be such a win for them. I'm just going to show up and be an example of that today. Good for you. I love it.
0: I have loved this conversation. I actually felt the energy. And those of you listening in, could you feel it from the beginning of talking about burnout and then moving into the overcoming and the courage, then into finding your purpose? The energy and the vibe increased. It was really a beautiful experience of watching this low vibe frequency of talking about how things were into this incredible high energy. Of how you're showing up today for your life. So I am so grateful for you. This has been a beautiful conversation. I thank you for being here.
1: Thank you so much for having me. You are such an inspiration. Thank you so much for being here.
0: I hope you know how deeply grateful I am for the time and space you give to the Becoming Iconic podcast. It is an honor and a privilege to show up here twice a week and pour into you. And thank you for those five-star reviews that you've been giving and those beautiful compliments. It means so much. And the time you spend to do that is just the most beautiful way to give back. The other thing I want to challenge us to as a community is to share more. It's so simple to copy this link into a text to a friend who you think would benefit from what you just listened to or share it into your stories. Make sure to tag me, by the way, because I love resharing and allowing your network to maybe discover something that they wouldn't have if it weren't for you.